folks this week sean does another check-in episode with his brother kyle and together they discuss the breaking bad franchise all right kyle welcome back glad Uh, to be back buddy (laughs) absolutely it was uh yeah it's been a while it's been since uh, i think november is when we last talked about what did we talk about star wars marvel uh, we did Eternals, Black Widow, and uh, Dune. Dune. Was the other one. That's right. That's right. Dune. That was so. That was a lot of fun. And I know for a while you've been hitting me up, and you said your friends too were like, "When? When's the next one coming?" Yeah, out? I've, I've had a, I've had a buddy or two listen to it, and they they did enjoy it. Some old coworkers too, and then uh, our mother. Yeah, that's every right. probably every other time we've talked, the she's boy. always like, "When are you and Sean making another?" And I'm like, "I'm like." mother it's it's not up to me <laughs> the most supportive mom ever um oh god but <laughs> so as i said in the intro this uh this is a little bit of a check-in episode um because recently you know as i was saying before a couple weeks ago like there's just been a lot of stuff going on with i know my uh fellow podcast host chris just like personal stuff getting married bachelor party just a lot of stuff he's been going through and we hope to record um pretty soon him and i another episode in a couple of weeks so in the meantime i was like all right i'll do another official unofficial episode of force fred sci-fi um and kyle and i talked about breaking bad because you just saw like the whole thing now describe you saw all of them right so in the past two months i i remember i got turned on to better call saul and I, I started watching it and I binged it all in like a month. And then after I caught up to that because it wasn't done, everyone was like, you got to give Breaking Bad another shot. Because I tried many, many years ago and it just it didn't hit for me. And then I gave it a shot. I binged all of it. Then once I finished it, I re-caught up on Better Call Saul with everything that came out. And then watched El Camino. And then Better Call Saul actually what just ended last week. Yeah, it was, was the fi- was the final episode. It was like last week or the week before, and yeah, you you came in at a perfect time because I had something very similar. I um, I started Breaking Bad I think years ago or not that not that long. I don't want to make it sound like years ago, but I think it was April. I was on a mission, and there was just like a lot of downtime. And one of my NCOs he was watching Breaking Bad. Or Better Call Saul. And he was like, you know, you should watch, you know, it's great, but watch Breaking Bad and then watch Better Call Saul because they're both awesome. So I just like binged both. I binged Breaking Bad and I thought it was excellent. And then I jumped in May, June to Better Call Saul and I watched like El Camino. I did the whole, I did it outside because I did Breaking Bad, El Camino, and then Better Call Saul. So you kind of did it. You just started in the middle, went to the end, then went back to the beginning. Gotcha. I did it in like the order that it came out. But you, I think you did it in the correct way where it was literally like in sequence. You have the prequel, the main series, and then the movie. The movie. Well, and some people were like, why are you watching Better Call Saul first? And I'm like, because. Because it's the first. It's the prequel, technically. It's like, it's the start of the series. Even though it came last, it's first. So I'm like, I did it in order, and I'm glad I did. Because everything made sense then. Because I was like, if I would have done just Breaking Bad, 
I would have been like, well, there's a prequel. I'm like, why didn't I just watch that first? You know, because it, it kind of released like a Star Wars four, five, six, then one, two, three. Um, exactly, and it's kind of like I think when you see Better Call Saul first as like the prequel, you get a better appreciation for what the characters go through in the main series because like there is like a nostalgic value, and it's not like I can't say nostalgic because I saw the series and literally jumped to Better Call Saul, but it's nice to like see everything fold in sequence and you really get like I feel like there's more payoffs if you watch it in the sequential order as opposed to the mixed up order yeah I mean you get to see everything with the characters you know where they started how they came to be you know with all of them and it's it was satisfying I I enjoyed that I did it that way and I'm glad I did I would never do it the other way that everyone else did rock on so we're gonna start just by doing a little bit we're gonna talk a little bit about like everything from the what we thought about the series each one um we can do you know breaking bad camino and then or whatever i think we'll do it in uh yeah breaking bad camino and then since saul finished off we'll stop with saul you know spoilers i'll throw out there because it did just end like two weeks ago so it, it just just finished like yeah i think two weeks ago was the season finale and it's it's officially done so, they're done they're done with the shows it's after all these years from 07 to 2022 it's finally done there will be no more they're like marvel they started when marvel did that's right that's right back Look back then so we'll talk yeah we'll talk a little bit about what we like dislike and then overall um like recommendations of the whole nine yards um so breaking bad a little, I guess, synopsis of Breaking Bad. You know, I feel like it's been out for so long, so everyone knows. But if you don't know what the series is about, <laughs> it's essentially this high school chemist uh, teacher. He gets diagnosed. He's kind of like kind of a loser. Um, he He's like down on his luck. He got diagnosed with like stage three cancer. Lung cancer. Lung cancer. His He's married to a woman that's like kind of a couple years, like 10 years younger than him. Um, he was a successful scientist, but then like left his big project, which is now like a billionaire like program, to basically become a high school teacher. His son has um, some type of physical disability, um, and so he's just kind of like a loser. He works at he's a teacher, but no one really respects him. His students don't really care for him. He works at a car wash. He gets lung cancer, and then decides to become a meth dealer to save up money to be able to leave his family with something. And along the way, becomes known as the great Heisenberg, Walter White, where he befriends a guy named Jesse, and they take over this drug empire and essentially bring it down and collapse of, uh, yeah, one of uh, Gus Fring's beautiful empire. And there's like a lot of drama and stuff that goes a long way. It's five seasons. Yep, a lot of action too. A lot of action. So... Overall, um, just a little breakdown. Who's in it? Uh, Brian Cranston. He plays Walter White, the chemist. Um, Aaron Paul. He plays Jesse Pinkman, the drug dealer, who's like was a former student of Walter White, and then they together go in business to cook meth. This woman named Anna Gunn plays Skylar White, Walter White's wife. Uh, R.J. Might Mitt. He plays Walter White's son, Walter White Jr. Dean Norris, which is Hank Schrader, um, he's married to Skylar White's sister, Marie. And then there's Saul Goodman, who's Bob Odenkirk. 
and he plays the lawyer. And then the there's and like himself. and himself. And then there's a couple more big names. Uh, just to finish off, Jonathan Banks. He plays Mike Ermintrout. And then uh, Giancarlo Giancarlo Esposito. He plays Gus Fring. Um, Gus Fring, that actor. He also appeared in Mandalorian yep, as the he, villain. He was in that, and he was in uh, the show on Amazon, The Boys. He plays uh, oh, really? plays the CEO of Vought, the main really? who owns the Seven, the it, Justice League of that universe. Is he a villain in that too? Yes, and he's, he's great. He's he's oh, he's fantastic. He he's a very good villain. Like I mean, just everything, his demeanor, the seriousness of him, it's just oh, he's fantastic in all those shows. And I think for all these guys that are in this, I mean, like Bob Odenkirk, he I believe he was in SNL back in the day, like the eighties and nineties. And um, Jonathan Banks has been around for a long, long time. He's always been kind of a bit character in movies. Um, this series really made him become a pretty famous guy. Not that, you know, to demean and say that he wasn't, but he's like 75. I think the big, you know, name for this series was um, Brian Cranston. Because I remember he was in Malcolm in the Middle way back in the day. And now he's like been oscar nominated like brian cranston's definitely had a big career since this yeah breaking bad definitely uh set up his life essentially oh I mean, yeah. he i mean it did wonders for him i mean he's the main character and it's a highly acclaimed show absolutely absolutely and the show is um it was made by vince gilligan he's like the creator and basically like the godfather of this whole entire show this whole like of all the series series all three of them for the two shows and the movie i mean he's he's the man and so with vince gillian gilligan i think he's like we want to talk a little bit about him before like we jump into what we thought about i would view him as like in my opinion i think he's just fantastic at what he does oh he's so good because he directed the um the x-files Really? Okay. I don't know if you ever saw the. I did I not. Wa- I know of it. I mean, I saw it all the time. Like you know, in, that was on Netflix, right? Yeah, I think so. And it was huge in '95 to '02. Like I remember commercials back in the day for it. Yeah, never, on TV. Yeah, I never, I never watched, watched it. it. I mean, I felt like I, I don't know what it is. I'm assuming it's kind of like a CSI, NCIS, Criminal Minds. Is my guess. It. it it's kind felt of felt like that. It's like that. It's like FBI stuff, but it's like paranormal. Oh, okay. Activity. So they investigate like paranormal stuff. And I know it had a pretty big following. One of my friends, uh, Mike, Mike yeah. Lazar, he was a big X-Files guy. Okay. Um, but I never really watched it personally. I just, I don't know. It just, I think it came out during a period where I wasn't, I was too young. Hmm. But Breaking Bad for him really put him on the map. And then he was able to basically make this incredible franchise with Better Call Saul and then El Camino. Yeah. Um, overall, I would say his writing is incredible. Would you agree? Or oh, oh, 100%. He's he's phenomenal. You know, regardless of our thoughts that we'll talk about later on all the two shows in the movie, I mean, he's amazing. It's like I told you uh, yesterday when we were chatting how it's come out that him and, like, uh, I think all the writers and, like, directors, producers, whatever for the shows are working on their next project. And that's going to be a TV series. They haven't said anything, but it's not going to take place in the Breaking Bad universe. They're done with it. They're swearing it off. But I was like, I heard that, and I go, look, I don't care what it is. I'm going to give it a watch. Like, I mean, with how good they were, I, I got to give it a shot at least. And you can definitely see throughout the series, like, his writing got better. 
Oh, and definitely. Like, they really, with Better Call Saul, filled in the gaps and mistakes of the early choices in Breaking Bad. Because, you know, it's always tough, I feel like, making a series. Well, especially starting out. Like, if it's oh. your first major one, like, I mean, you're going to make mistakes. You're going to have problems. But, like, you could tell, I mean, it was kind of like what we've talked about. As Breaking Bad went along, it definitely got better. Yeah. But, like, the first two seasons... A lot of problems, a lot of slow parts, maybe yeah. too much dialogue at parts. There was just some, you know, potential plot holes or whatever. There's always little issues, but then, like, especially like we've said, once you get to, like, season three, then the ball starts rolling and everything starts lining up a lot nicer than the first two. I would say, yeah, because how would you, well, let's get into it. How would you, like, rate Breaking Bad? What do you think, like, for you, what really drew you where you were like, all right, I'm, I'm invested, I want to watch this? Because you well, said you tried watching it before and it didn't stick. So, yeah, I tried, like, season one, like, I don't remember how many years ago. Like, and it was one of those I watched, like, maybe, like, the first episode, maybe first two episodes. And I was just like, eh, didn't get me. But then again, when I watched it, I was a lot, I was younger. I, I, I probably, I don't even know if I was 21 at the time. So, you know, I was, okay. it was at least, like, seven to nine years ago. So, you know... A lot of different thought processes. I mean, you know, I didn't have the same appreciation for movies and shows that I do now. But what really drew me into it, oddly enough, is because I watched them in order, I watched Better Call Saul. And I'm just like, dude, this show is truly amazing. I'm like, and then, you know, as I caught up and hit the mid-season finale of season six, because I caught up and I was like, oh, I have to wait for the weekly release. And I was like, why not? Let's just go to the next one. Everyone that I know swears greatest show of all time, unrivaled. You know, there's a reason why people put it at the top of every list. Like, you know, I mean, I have it right here. Even Rotten Tomatoes, it got a 96 by the critics and a 97 by, you know, audience. So I was like, okay, everyone swears it's this good. I'm going to give it a shot. And I watched it because I saw Better Call Saul. And, I mean, again, it was Better Call Saul had the same... Similar issues to Breaking Bad, where, like, the first season, you know, again, it's a lot of world building, introducing yeah. your characters. It was just, you know, it was there. It was a good good opening for both of them. But then, like, Breaking Bad, once I got to, like, season two, again, for me, didn't really change. Thoughts were still the same. I was like, ah. It's okay. It's all right. I'm like, I, I'm not drawn into this. I'm not like, holy man, I need to watch all of this. Like, I, I can't stop. It was just like, I was like, I guess I'll watch it. You know, some notable characters I liked. Got to season three, and that's where I was like, all right, now we're getting somewhere. Now I was like, now we're starting to get pretty good. And then as we got to season four, like, that was insane. Like, we, I mean, we've discussed this before, and I've read online. Season four was just wild. Nuts. It was insane. It was good. It was so good. <laughs> and that's what really, like, set it up for me. I was just like, man, I could see why people have such respect for this show. And I'm like, it's incredible. <laughs> and this, and this, now this is the part of where I will say people will differ with my thought processes for what I'm going to say. After season four of Breaking Bad, I was just like, with Better Call Saul, you know, again, one and two were fine. Like one was, was fine. Two was actually a, a good bit better. Mm -hmm. And then like three and four for Better Call Saul, just phenomenal television, just beautiful. But then like, you know, Breaking Bad, once we got to season four, it ends in such a way that I was like, dude, that was amazing. <laughs> but then I'm sitting there once it ends and I'm about to start five. I was like, how's this, where, where are they going to go with this? Because as Sean said, spoiler warnings for this, if you haven't seen the show, well, it's been a while, <laughs> but I mean, you know, they kill off, 
you know, the main antagonist. So I'm just sitting there at the end of season four. Like, it was so beautiful. It was perfect, wow. wrapped up nicely with a bow. But then, like, season four ends, and I go, so the antagonist is dead. <laughs> all the bad guys are dead. Yeah. But you have all these plot holes still to fill, all these and all these characters that you haven't wrapped up their stories. Since season five starts, and I remember, I think I texted you, and I talked to a few friends that swear by it, and I was like, what what are they gonna do now i'm like they there's no villain i'm like there's just the technical protagonist the good guys in quotes and i'm like there's no one bad so i was like okay and i watched all season five and it's like i said to you i feel like it was just like a mixed bag it was just a little wobbly like they i feel like they could have ended it with season four or maybe had like one or two episodes to mm. sum up season five because season five to me it, it fell off the table i was just like yeah, oh yeah. i was like I, it was good but i was just what about that finale, though? Like, you know, where Walt finally he confronts the the woman and the the two business owners that took his business from him and became billionaires and like, you know, oh, after he got his free ride and came back, confronted Skyler and said, "All right, I thought it. I mean, bodies. I thought it was a good ending for him, like a good sum up to his character for his arc yeah. and everything, but like, just it." To me, it lost all the momentum it built over three and four. Like, season three and four, like, one and two, like, started the momentum, but it wasn't that huge for me, personally. Yeah. And then three really picked up the momentum. And then four, this th that train was going at full speed, and it was just nonstop with each episode. I was like, oh my goodness, I cannot stop watching this. For, like, the two, three days it took me to watch it, I was just like... You know, I'd stay up later than usual to like, you know, I'm like, oh, I got to go to bed at nine to be up for work at five. Now nah, I'd stay up till like midnight because I was like, <laughs> man, I can't stop watching. And then I get to season five and I'm like expecting that same yeah. vibe. And it was like someone just pulled the brakes because it just lost the momentum. I was like, what? I'm like, where are they trying to go with this? And I get it. They were wrapping up everyone. Yeah. But I just, I don't know. To me, was... five was the third best season behind four oh, and three. Okay. That's where I'd put it. You'd put four as the top, and then Ten, three, three, five, two, two, one. Yep, exactly. Would you? Would you say the same? Like, I give would... me now that I've given you my thoughts. <laughs> what do you feel like starting from the top, from season one through five? Tell me what what is what goes on in the mind of Sean. I really so I really enjoyed the opening episode with the RV and like the explosion and just like all those different things. Like because Walt throughout the series, it's like him becoming this hardened badass. That just brutally murders people and he doesn't care. He's very selfish. He's almost like sociopathic. And it culminates to the end where he like creates his own demise and is, you know, kills himself essentially because he's so cunning and he, he's so well thought out. But his problem is his arrogance and his impulse control. He just cannot. His ego is so big. And so I really I if the first two seasons, I kind of enjoyed Walt, but then he just kept doing the same stupid stuff. He kept tripping over coffee tables. Like, he would get to a spot yeah. where, like, because what was the number he won? I can't remember. Was it, like, 759,000 or something was yeah, the number was he like, set in season one. And I'm like, to pay for everything yeah, and be set. To, to make sure his, like kids his, son's get, college. his kids get through college. His wife is taken care of because he, he was a very smart man and he planned out utilities for the next 15 years. Planned out rent, planned out high school, grade school, daycare, college payments for both of his children. I'm like, that's nuts. And then like he gets 
five million, ten, twenty million dollars. It's not enough. Yeah, and he's just like he. I'm, I'm just sitting there like he has to stop, and he just keeps going. <laughs> and then when he fumbles and loses his money, he's like, he I don't understand why it happened. And I'm like, dude, you could have ended. It's like it's like being a gambler at like the table, and you just won big. And it's like you bet a hundred bucks, you won twenty five grand, cash out, dude. And they're like. Nah, I could turn it into 50. And then they lose it all. It's like what Mike said to him before he kills him. Accident, or I guess he kills him in rage. He's like, you had everything. If you just want to shut your mouth and know in your place, we would have been fine. And it's true because yep. Walt was making millions working for Fring. Wasn't he getting, what was it, over lab. over three months, Fring was paying him and Jesse? like bucks. Like, no, it was uh, a million a month or yeah, something or a million like a, per shipment or something like that. It was, it was a... He insane. signed on, I think it was like $3 million for three months. So it was like yeah. a million a month. And he said, you could do this. And then he was like, yeah. Jesse, at, I remember because Jesse says, we're doing it for three months, then we're out. Yeah. And then Walt suckers Jesse back in because Jesse's the younger guy. He's the kid. Well, comes from send... a troubled background. Well, then Jesse, like Walt wanted out. And then Jesse started doing it his own. He had his own lab. And then like... Walt got the ego because he was like, oh, well, no, his meth isn't better than my meth. Because wasn't, wasn't Walt making it at like 98% and Jesse made it like 95 And he's like, he confronts him. He's like, oh, you're, you'll never be as good as yeah. me. He's like, you're pathetic. You're a waste of space. And I'm just it's, like, why are you being a jerk to this kid? Like, <laughs> like they literally say the cartel couldn't even break 60%. And this man's making that like the best he's ones in the world. dick. Couldn't even break 60. And Jesse's doing this and Walt's just like, I'm better than you. Like his ego tripping. I'm just like, dude, just walk away. And then finally, he does, you know, he does admit before he dies, you know, he made better meth than Walt, you know, or just as good. Yeah. He said, you're just as good as I am. And then, yeah. But I, I think for me, like Walt got old, he got very frustrating. And so I season three and four, I totally agree. I think those are by far and none the best. Some of the best television I've ever seen. Like Mike. Because um, of Mike and Gus. Mike and Gus. Like those two guys are incredible. And then Hank. You know, Ugh. I mean, as the DEA. Those three guys, in my opinion, really pull the series. I would say some criticisms of the series is I don't think they have really strong like women characters. I think the women are always put on the side and as like the nagging wives. And I think, though, he does fix it in Better Call Saul where – Vince writes better, stronger characters. But I think like in Breaking Bad, there's like a shift. Because I read that online where during Breaking Bad, people hated Skyler. And I don't blame the crowd because she is just so annoying. And so then he changes, I think, in the third or fourth season where Skyler starts investing in the car wash. You know, to try to, like, save her and win fan approval. Well, I think it's when she finds out about Walt, you know, making meth and stuff and confronts him. Because I know when she first does it, she kicks him out. Mm-hmm. But then Walt kind of weasels his way back in and is like, hey, if anything happens to me, you know, they know that you know everything. So we might as well make up. And then they do-ish. And then that's when they start investing in the car wash and, like... She didn't go from, like, a bad character to a good character. She went from a bad character to one that's just kind of... She's there. She's, like, she's in the show to be a wife, and that's about it. Like, she never actually became a notable or good character in my eyes, at least. She does her job as an accountant, you know, and that's cool. A fun fact, though, about that. You know the scene where Walt throws the pizza on the garage? Yeah. So, the owner of that house complain because people would do that they would drive by and throw a pizza on the garage so 
the creator, Vince, he had to tell fans to stop throwing pizzas on that person's house because people were actually doing that. No way. I swear. That's amazing. Isn't that crazy? Like, you know, I feel bad because that is such like an iconic moment in the show. Oh, yeah. The pizza on the roof is great. To me, it's third most iconic. The second is when season one, when he makes like the, the what, the fake meth. Yeah. It's like a lot bigger. And Tuco's like, what is this? And he throws it at the ground, just destroys the top floor of the, oh, yeah. what is that? The house or the apartment they're yeah. in. And then Tuco's like, are you insane? <laughs> and he's like, he's like, we're not doing this anymore. We do it my way now yeah. or else this will happen. I was like, okay, it's kind of awesome. Walt has a lot of badass moments. And that is, that's why I don't hate his character, but it's just so frustrating. Like when he runs the person over with the car and then shoots the guy he lets Jane die. Yep. I think those are some pretty cool moments. Stuffs the guys in the barrels yeah. and just liquefies them. I was like, awesome. But then he has moments where, like we said, where he has all the money and then he just becomes arrogant and he yeah. just becomes a jerk to everyone. And then, you know, he, like, doesn't understand why people are mad. Then, like, two episodes later, he acts all sad and pouts and tries to beg for forgiveness. But it's not like it's once in the show. That's, like every season like at least one to two times times. and that's where i'm like everyone's like walter white's the greatest character ever i'm like dude no i'm like not even close like i'm sorry like i liked him as a character but he was just too frustrating to me i'm just like ugh. but then so as i were talking about with the iconic scenes for me the most iconic scene is how gus gets taken out oh just the ending of season four hands down dude there's nothing better like that was that took me that threw me for a loop because like it blows up the whole apartment complex or the the room and it kills Hector, it kills Tyrus, the right-hand man of Gus, and then you just see Gus walk out of this room that was just destroyed by a bomb and you see like the left side of him and he just walks out, you see him like fix his jacket, adjust his tie, and then it like just slowly pans around him while he's doing that and the entire right side of his face you can see like the skeleton it's just blown off and like his arm and everything and then he just falls over dead and yeah. i was like holy moly that was amazing one of the best exits i think for a villain wait to kill him off oh my god because it's just like you didn't expect it because like you see walt talking to hector but you're like he's like i got a plan and that's it and you're like well what's his plan and then all of a sudden you figure it out when hector starts ringing his bell because he can't talk and you just instead of hearing the loud dinging noise you just hear like a Doom, 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 doom. and Gus is like sitting there and he's like was he scream like no, no! or something like that and then it just blows up and you're like oh my Hector's gosh angry face because you yeah. wouldn't look at Gus yep because Gus and you know I I love that exit I was sad when Gus died because he was he so was, good in my opinion he was so good he was just so calculated um he wasn't like a kind person I wouldn't say but he was fair yeah. And I think he, he he was well thought out, very logical, and he had motives for every single decision he made, which is what I enjoyed about Gus. Because he was able to have this meth empire through, like, a chicken business <laughs> forever, for, like, years. You know, as we saw in Better Call Saul, how it got built up. And it's crazy how Walter White, in, like, a year and a half, just come, in a year, comes and just destroys the whole thing. When you see Better Call Saul, it, how hard and, like, what... Gus had to go through to build this incredible empire that was profiting millions for him, and then just some random chemist comes and blows it all up. All because he took a chance on a random All because he chemist. took a chance. Yeah. Yep. He took a chance on him. It almost paid off, but... Bit him in the ass. Yeah, then he just... There was one miscalculation. all it took. And I think 
that's why Walt to me was just a very frustrating character. I mean, there were cool moments like when they murdered like the eleven guys in the prison in season, I think season five. Yeah, and it was what on under two minutes yeah. or something like that. They managed to pull that off, which was incredible. I thought Mike like threatening the woman. That was pretty cool, you know. I think Mike running the business was awesome. Like, they had some really good moments, but there were a lot in Season 5, just chaotic moments. Having, you know, I understand they had to have a new antagonist introduced, and it was, like, the neo-Nazis and Well, it's when they guys. introduced Todd. They introduced a new guy onto the A lot of people like Todd, and though. I don't get like, it. People he was so love Todd. bland and tasteless. He didn't do anything. He was, like, a sociopath. Yeah. Because he could just cold cock murder people and then and, like... Well, really and kids, nice. he didn't care no. who it was. Women, children, it didn't matter. And But he just... To me, he was just bland. He was just like, oh, he's another psychotic murderer. Yeah. I'm like, who cares? And then that's that's all he does. Like when he shoots that kid... On the bike? Yeah, yeah dude. When they rob the train for the methamphetamine and the kid just rolls up and they just wave and he just pulls out his gun and immediately kills him. And then Walt and Jesse like freak out. Yeah. And he's like, that kid was going to tell on us. And he's like, you think anyone would have believed an eight year old on a dirt bike in the middle of the desert. And they, and Mike and Jesse were right. You shouldn't have him in the group, but freaking Walt, I mean, it's just, Walt wanted to take a chance on him. Walt and that was led always his own, his own demise. And that's why. So he was controversial. I would say, I totally agree. I would if I ranked my favorite characters, I would probably have like Gus, Mike, and uh, like Hank and Jesse. I think Hank was great. He, the first season he was a little abrasive, but as the series went on, Hank was awesome. I feel like he loosened up more. Oh, yeah. like I mean, you, you gotta think season one again, two thousand seven, dude, new show. Mm-hmm. You know, taking a gamble every. Yeah, I mean, first you kind of felt it, usually always. Sucks. Everyone was a little tense. You yeah. know, Jesse was kind of the loose cannon. And was kind of off the rails like the crazy guy, which is honestly when I enjoyed some of Jesse's my favorite moments with Jesse was season one because he was just like off the rails and you didn't know what he was going to do. But then like, you know, as it went on, Jesse to me was just like Walt. He was so up and down because he was just he had every chance to like make the right decision, get out, do the right thing. And then he would just get suckered in, even though he would even be like, I he. You could tell he knew he shouldn't, but then he would just do it just because he'd get guilt tripped. And I'm just like, there's so many times I'm like, Jesse, just don't do it. Just walk away. Or, you know, he could have killed certain people and saved people's lives. And then he just doesn't do it. And I'm like, dude, you could have made so many good decisions. And he just, he tripped over every coffee table that he could, man. Him and Walt. That's all it was. It was just coffee table after coffee table tripping over. And I'm like, oh. And I, I agree. I agree, and I and I know some people really like that about Breaking Bad, like TV shows where you see a slow change in a character and they keep making the same mistakes. To me, when I watch television, I don't care for those characters because they're so frustrating to watch, and I don't really get off on those like frustrating characters. I like characters like Mike, where they're very, they have their job, they do some badass stuff. Gus? Like Gus. I mean, because in Better Call Saul, Gus and Mike, they make mistakes. Like Nacho... There's guys in the series that make mistakes, but they're not as, like, frustrating. Even Jimmy isn't as frustrating in Better Call Saul as, like... No one is. Walt or Jesse. Because they, they are who they are. They do make some minor mistakes, but it's not, like, these crazy personalities where it's just, like, so abrasive where everything's going for them. Jimmy does have moments like that where well, everything's going for him and he screws it up. I think the reason, though, why it's not as bad in Better Call Saul, and it's kind of what you said earlier about how, like... 
Vince and all of them, when they wrote Breaking Bad, they kind of like the women were kind of side characters and they weren't in Better Call Saul. I think the same was with the guys because they went from being, you know, having your random characters like Walt and Jesse that were kind of just tripping over coffee tables. Then they had the people who were like, you know, straight and narrow like Gus and, you know, Mike. In Better Call Saul, though, like Jimmy would get there, but Jimmy was also set up perfectly in season one to be slipping Jimmy. Yeah. You knew already though, that's who he was. Like it was set up in the first like couple episodes. He's going to trick people into, you know, faking, you know, injuries or intentionally getting hurt to screw over a company. Like, you know, you just knew all this going in. Whereas in Breaking Bad, I couldn't tell you that Walt was going to be a super frustrating character from the beginning because he was set up to be this loser down on his luck, and then just changed into a chemist who was very calculated, thought everything through, and didn't take risks. And then, like, within a season, he goes to the complete opposite, and everyone's like, that's great character development. I'm like, it would be if it just went to that and stopped. But mm-hmm. then he just, like, kind of just... He's like a pendulum. He just goes back and forth. He's, like, super calculated, careful. We need to do this and get out. But then once he gets his money, then he swings back the other way. Yeah. And then he messes up. Then he swings back. And I'm just like constant sway like that like every season two to three times i'm like to me that isn't enjoyable i'm just like it's more frustrating every time he's on screen i'm just like get get him off bring me hank bring me gomez (laughs) bring me give me you know mike gus did you ever fast forward through parts um i fast forwarded through like maybe two parts like there was a part i think where like skyler was crying for like 15 seconds uninterrupted and i was just like why (laughs) <laughs> this does not build anything for the character i'm like who cares there was only i will say this there was only one time in better call Saul i fast forwarded oh okay one time and it was in season six almost the end it was when kim got on the bus and like the second to last episode mm-hmm. and she breaks down and i watched the first like couple seconds i'm like all right it makes sense mm-hmm. but the scene lasted for like 20 yep. seconds and i'm like to me that's what in the anime world we call filler. Yeah. They got to fill the time. And I was just like, uh, I'm like, I get it. Yeah. But like 20 seconds or even if it's like 10 seconds, like, dude. <laughs> and I get and I get it, too. I actually fast forward through that part, too, just because, like, I understand the point of it. It's showing, you know, the pent up sadness and she's trying to act normal. But and 20 seconds. How people in real life do that. But um, I also just I'm. Let's get to the point. Like, we get she's crying. Like, we see it for a few seconds. I get it. It builds up. You know, show her start to break down and, like, you know, put her head down. And then hear the sobbing. Gotcha. Three, four seconds of that, I'm down. But 20 seconds, I'm like, dude. That's that's what we call in the TV and film world as the Oscar moment. That was a Golden Globe moment to show that this actress, she's great. She deserves a Golden Globe for, that, for the six where, seasons that she did her part. That's where everyone would stand up and clap be like, I don't know how you made that judgment And it's call, true. But that was amazing. But it's true because her and Bob Odenkirk appeared on a talk show this past week and I watched it. Yeah. And that's what they showed. The clip to the like, it's just such great acting. Such great acting. You're so good. And, and once again, understand the point of it. But I feel like that was more of a wank off for the actors in the crowd as because it's like you don't in my opinion you don't need a 20 second 30 second crying scene but i get it i so that's why i get it but it's not my flavor yeah some people probably loved it but you're nicer because i definitely by season four i started fast forwarding through all of skylar park all of hank's wife walter jr 
I fast forward through a lot of Walter. The, I only usually watched the parts with Gus. Oh my gosh. Hank, Mike, and then Jesse. And sometimes I would switch where I'd be like, all right, there's Jesse murdering anyone. Nah, I don't care. I'm sick of the Jane crap. The stupid <sighs> Jane stuff. That, we talked about that yesterday. That oh was my gripe. Because God. so like in in the ending of like Breaking Bad, like when Jesse is or, finally confronting Walt. Yeah. At the very end, like last episode, Walt finally, or I don't know if it was last episode, but when Walt comes clean and admits he was there when Jane died and watched her, you know, throw up on while she was laying on her back high on, you know, heroin. drugs and heroin. And she was throwing up in her own mouth because she wasn't on her side. And Walt watched her choke to death because she was hurting Jesse and was leading Jesse down a path that would ruin him. She was leading Jesse to ruin. Yeah. And Jesse was too dumb to see it. So Walt, you know, let her die, which is really bad. It's not a nice thing to do. But at the same time, he was looking out for Jesse because he saw himself as Jesse's father. Because Jesse didn't really have parents, at least that we know of. They never get mentioned in the show to my no, memory. They do. They do. Jesse's oh, no, no, they parents, do. Yeah. yeah, but they didn't care for him. Well, they were tired of throwing him yeah. in and out They gave of him money and all that stuff. And, and they just kept blowing him off. Like yeah. a typical, you know, like, and that's a real relationship that yeah. a lot of people would So, like, Jesse that. had no one. He had no parental figure. So, Walt took it upon himself. And I didn't mind those parts at all yeah. with those two. I liked it when Walt would, like, put him in his place. Like, when he was being a sniveling little brat, <laughs> sometimes, like he would be, Walt would be like, no. And he just put him in his place like he was a kid. But, like, Jesse comes clean. Or Je- Walt comes clean about Jane, and then Jesse gets so upset and mad. And I'm like, dude, this was three seasons ago for you. This was legit in Showtime, like, nine months, ten months ago. And then Walt confesses about Jane, and he has, and Jesse almost kills him. I was like, come on, man. I'm like, that's when I knew they were just kind of, like, trying to wrap up the show, it felt like to me. It was the last, like, couple episodes of season five. I was like... I feel like they're just trying to get this done with. Like they, it felt like they didn't want to do it as much, and they were like, they're like, let's close up all these plot holes and end these character developments so we can get out of here. I know it's it's, um, yeah, I just I don't know Jesse in that Jane. I didn't care for the relationship. Like I knew that it, she was just using him to get the money, especially when she found out how she changed and. I don't know. I mean, I get it. Like I've said before, Jesse's not a perfect person. He's no, not. not at we're, all. When we get angry at these relationships, we're looking at it as logical, quote unquote, healthy people, whereas he is a meth head, <laughs> and he, which isn't a, a slang either, because addiction is real. But with the understanding of that context, when you're someone in that situation, and then you have someone else that you, I guess, perceive to understand you, you know, and you're going through it together, maybe to him. Jane was she was the love of his life. Well, she was everything to him. I mean, they, but he they, was they, looking at her through rose tinted glasses. Exactly, like when see she the red she, flags. You know, she was also recovering from drugs and heroin because she had a problem. Was going to AA and was doing it right, and then Jesse comes in. Yeah, they start smoking, and then Jane starts skipping AA. And her dad, who was a good guy, like yeah. he was just looking out. Who plays a uh, Q in Star Trek? Yeah, Q showed up. Yeah, but like he was a good guy, just looking out, and he even says like stay away from my daughter like they try he tries to split them and you know jane goes back to a rebellious phase because of jesse unfortunately he didn't mean to do it but he did and then all comes full circle because jane dies and then the next episode at the end of season two you see jane's father who is uh what air traffic control for like planes he is so sad and destroyed by the news 
he makes two planes collide midair and debris and remnants of people and everything fall down on people's houses like Walt's house because of that. And then he goes to prison and he's never seen again. Incredible moment. Though. That was nuts. Incredible that's incredible. That's where, like I said, it started to build steam for me, the oh, show yeah. at season three, but it was realistically like the last two, three episodes of season two, two. when like Walt's kicking in Jesse's door, trying to find him because he's worried and like, and trying we see to Mike show up too, Yeah, which was a great scene with Mike where it, you just, it, it explains his character. You know, he's yep. like, Say it to me. And if, Say it to me. And, if, and if you hadn't seen Better Call Saul, like if I hadn't watched In Order, that would have been a great introduction. Oh. Like I would have, I, like, I probably would have, I would appreciated it even a little more, but like I already appreciated Mike because, oh my gosh, he's so good in Better Call Saul. So I'm like, that's when the show started for me was like mid to end of season two. Okay. And then, you know, again, like I said, season five, it fell off the rails, but like, and the- it had some really good moments. And Q, the guy, or Q, I'm going to refer to him as Q, Jane's dad, <laughs> he ends up killing himself. He commits he, suicide. He does. Yeah, that's the beginning what it, of season three. That's right, because news. because he goes, he does the planes, and then don't aren't they like trying to arrest him or something like yeah. that? And then he just kills himself because yeah. he's so overcome because that's like his only kid. His I don't think his wife's in the picture or she died or something. Yeah, the wife passed. So like he has nothing left. And nothing. like his only kid was like a recovering, you know, druggy and... She was on the right path, and then everything went downhill in an instant. So, and that's what I mean. Why this show is so good because there's so many layers to it, and they have a lot of real moments. You know, like we expressed, where you just it's so deep, and you're like, holy crap! But then there's just a lot of frustrating moments. Like they have a lot of real world thing. Like this is how people would respond. Like think about it: if you had a kid that was recovering, and then just a guy comes along after you've made two years or whatever of being sober and then it all just cycles downhill in three weeks yeah and then next thing you know your girl your daughter dies because of a drug overdose because of this guy essentially and then you know just xyz keeps happening then you cause two planes to collide you're going to jail for probably the rest of your life for manslaughter of 400 plus people i mean Mm -hmm. what that's real world like that's that would happen so like that's why i liked it but then like you said there's just there's the other side of the coin where it's just it had so much right, but then at the same time you're like, it is so frustratingly annoying <laughs> at times. Like that's I think that's the word I can say to sum up season five more than anything is annoying. Yeah. Because like like you said, the antagonists, the neo Nazis, I was just they weren't needed. I don't know. There could have been so many other ways to do it. But they had to because they should like i said I, I feel like they made a mistake like they were so they rode that hype and they killed off gus and they were so hyped and then they're like uh-oh crap they like we, we do we literally killed off every bad guy so what do we do now and and i think how it was released as well because they i believe they only did five episodes released in 2012 and then five episodes in 13 so they kind of did a mid-season finale so like I better think, call saul except better call saul only waited two months not a year i think hank dies at, at the, the end the finale uh, in 2012 and then in 13 is when jesse is captured they kill his girlfriend and then wall and like all you know and that's where it ends and i think it's just you know i they it's hard hard i feel like it's hard writing a series you know, and I think they made up their mistakes with Better Call Saul. Yeah, I, th- I think, like, personally, it's we could transition to that now. I think it's a good time. But I, well, I think. Unless you have something else. Off, oh, yeah. What did, what would you, but before we actually transition, great. I almost forgot. We'll end it with this. Breaking Bad, Sean. Thoughts on it, rating. What would you say for it? Would you just say it's 
top best show you've ever seen? Would you say it's like in your personal top five? Or would you recommend it? Or would you say it's a decent show? Okay. Um, what do you think? Give it a rating you think is... <laughs> whatever rating scale you want to use, give it. How I would rate Breaking Bad is I would put it... I wouldn't say it's the greatest show I've ever seen. I would put it up there as a really, really, really enjoyable show. If I did like a uh, like a five-star rating, I would put it at like a four and a half, a four. Between four, four and a half, because there are moments where it's very frustrating. Like we said, season one, season two can be a really slow and frustrating at times. Season five has its issues, but... Three and four alone, like to me, those are that's some of the best television I've ever seen. And so, overall, I put it as like a would host a viewing party. Like I'd put it right up there um, as something that you should check out. You got to watch out. I would say it's dated, though it's very dated. It was a product of the TV series, the TV shows, the big boom of the golden age of television in like the two thousands to the early twenty tens. Very much a product of its time, but. For storytelling purposes, I'd say it's a pretty damn good show. Very, okay. very enjoyable. I, I I, don't know. It's just so hard to compare to other shows that we've talked about, like on Force Fit Sci-Fi, like Space Force and like Kenobi. I can't really compare it because that's like apples and oranges. Well, they're very – I mean, they're so think, different. Breaking Bad isn't a comedy. No. And it's, but there I mean, are funny elements. I mean, exactly. And it's not an action series. But there is action in it. It's just, it's, it's, it's it's a drama. It's its own thing. It's that it's I've a drama, but it's sprinkled. It sprinkles in like a couple different things to it too. But overall, I'd say it's more of a drama than anything. But it sprinkles in action adventure. Sprinkles in you know whatever else you want. Like it's it's, it's got everything. all of it. It's, it's a full got package. Everything. Full Absolutely. package. There it is. What do you what would you give it? So, Breaking Bad to me. Again, it's so the unfortunate thing that I've gone through with quite a few shows is people hyping up shows to me in a way that it unfortunately like hurts my view of it because like I've had this happen with anime with some of people's favorite animes like that I just didn't watch when I got into it when I was like 18 greatest anime ever this is the best blah, 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 and they just hype stuff up to me and it's the same with Breaking Bad and a few other shows they're just everyone hypes it up to a degree of absurdity so i'm like if so many people that i know and trust on views are like this is amazing i'm going into it thinking like all right well i believe these people like they've told me other stuff and they haven't lied to me so i'm like i'm going into this expecting like like lord of the rings for movies dark knight like you know four five and six star wars like top quality like this no doubt top three greatest shows i've ever seen and to me Unfortunately for me, it's not... I wouldn't even put it in my top five favorite shows, non-anime, obviously, related. Because, okay. like, I liked it. It's like... Mine was kind of like yours. It was a full package of everything. It was a roller coaster for ups and downs. It was... When the show wasn't at its worst, it was at its best. But it was, when it wasn't at its best, it was at the frustrating and annoying... Where, like, you had to fast forward. I just powered through because it was first watch. So I was like, I'll watch it all. I'll, I'll give it the benefit of the doubt. If I were ever to rewatch it, oh, buddy, I'd be skipping whole episodes. But You're like, braver than me. But, yeah, no, because, like, it's good. Um, like I said, I've gotten flack for this in, in real life already, talking to coworkers, <laughs> friends, family. They've, I've had people, I had people yell at me for, like, 20 minutes straight, it felt like. Because I said it was, to me, I thought it was a mid to, like, good show. 
I wouldn't even put it as like fantastic. If I had to rate it out of like five stars for me, when it's at its worst, it's it's like two. When it's at its best, though, I, I could say it's a four. I'd give it a solid four out of five. I would give it a, you know, I don't know if I could say a wood host like viewing party. I'd probably put it wood watch, okay. you know, right there because I enjoyed it. But there's just so many frustrating elements and annoyances I had where I was like, I don't know if I could do it again. Yeah. I don't know if I could watch the show again. Like, I'd really have to think about that. Like, <laughs> would, a, you, would you saw both your arms off? And no. No. I would not. I would not do that instead. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we're joking about a guy. that. Yeah, a guy I know that he absolutely despises Game of Thrones. And this is, that's essentially how he felt about Game of Thrones. He said he would rather, you know... <laughs> essentially dismember his face instead of watching Game of Thrones again because he said it was like the most garbage television he's ever seen. So Sean thinks it's like the funniest thing ever. I think it's enjoyable too. I've never heard someone say that. Dude, I, I mean, that's... that's that, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll say it. That show's not good. Like, I don't understand. <laughs> but I don't know if I'd go that far. I've, I've never seen I would... That. I don't know if I'd go... I mean, you know, that's like... Like... Oh man, like the Phantom Menace, like I just said I would delete that from my memory. Like Game of Thrones though, I mean, I wish I could, but as far as dismember, nah. But anyway, so that's my rating. I'd give it a four out of five. I'd probably give it like a wood watch. Solid wood watch. Um if I were ever to rewatch it though, I'd definitely skip scenes, skip, you know, potentially episodes, because like again, I just had problems with it. Overall though, good show. Good. Good, good, good. All right, folks. Well, thank you for tuning in. This is our breakdown of part one of, I'm going to say three, because we just covered Breaking Bad. So next episode that you will hear, we will move on to El Camino. And then finally, the third part will be Better Call Saul. As Sean and Kyle break down the Breaking Bad universe. No pun intended. Yeah, well, maybe. (laughs) Kyle, it has always been a pleasure. It's been a pleasure to be back on here. It's been a while, so it feels good to come back. Absolutely. It's glad to have you. And, folks, if you enjoyed this uh, Sean check-in episode, please check out forcefedsci-fi.com. We're on Facebook, Spotify, any type of uh, website or streaming service where you can hear your podcast. Check us out, Apple Podcasts, Apple whatever music. Check us out. We're there, and we'll be creating more content for your ears to listen to. So from everyone from the Force Fed Sci-Fi team, we will see you next time.